are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Wright Hillpiper, and before we get into things today, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And actually, before we get into all the stuff I want to talk about today, I want to talk about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. And I want to give a disclaimer. You must be 21 years of age to use BetOnline. I only say this because I am only 18 years old, and I know that there are several of you out there that listen to this that are are under the age of 21. So before you go check out betonline.net, make sure you are 21 years of age and can prove it. So with that being said, go check out betonline.net. It's where the game starts. So the first thing I want to talk about today is Sam Calkins and Bella Muir who are the most recent recruits for the Iowa women's wrestling team, bringing the total uh, number of wrestling or excuse me wrestlers to the Iowa women's team to 10. The first one I'm going to talk about is Sam Calkins, hailing from Liberty High School in Brentwood, California. Currently the currently a senior in high school and considered the number 16 overall women's wrestling recruit in the nation according to USA Wrestling. Calkins is also ranked number one in the nation at the 200-pound weight class, and Bellamere from Nevada is currently ranked at number six in the nation at the 144-pound weight class. Calkins also won a California state title this past season, and she also placed first at the Junior Women's Folk Style and Junior Women's Freestyle National Championships this past season. Muir, also a senior in high school, is a four-time Nevada State champ and also took home first place at the 2021 Junior Folk Style Tournament. On top of that, Muir took fourth at the 2021 Junior Women's Freestyle World Team Trials at 65 kilograms, or for those of you who don't know the conversion on that, it's 143 pounds. They say kilograms because it is a world team trial. So she placed first, or excuse me, she placed fourth at the 143 pound weight class at that tournament. And for those of you, if you don't happen to recognize the last name Muir, Bella's dad, her father is a guy named Frank Muir. Frank Muir is a two-time UFC heavyweight champ and has fought in the UFC for 16 years. And in case you're wondering, yes, Bella has tried her hand at mixed martial arts, and she happens to be very good at it, and currently has a 2-0 record. Back in February, Muir did an interview with UFC.com and said, quote, I'm going to be doing this my whole life, and that's why I'm sticking so much to wrestling. Wrestlers are the most dominant fighters in the UFC, and I have o- I only have four years of wrestling left. I just wa- I just know that I'm going to be fighting for ten years. And she makes an absolutely solid point because most most UFC fighters that have 
past wrestling experience, whether it's in high school, college, or at the Olympic level, have been extremely good at the UFC, like in fighting in general. If you take a look at, let's say Brock Lesnar, for an example, he was an extremely good college wrestler. He went on to the WWE, did the whole professional wrestling thing and did UFC as well. And he was extremely good in his time in the UFC and was, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of him as wrestling back in college. The guy was absolutely massive. He took a crack at the UFC, was extremely good at it, and then eventually went to the WWE, made his name there. So keep in mind that technically Muir could have more than four years of wrestling left if she decides to take a crack at the Olympic trials after she graduates from Iowa. But after reading that quote, it seems like she's more focused on continuing her fighting career after her college wrestling days are over. So I doubt that we'll see her go, you know, try to go for the Olympic side of things after she gets done wrestling at Iowa. I assume that she will go back to UFC or to MMA or to Bellator or wherever she ends up um, after her college wrestling career. But I can already tell that she's going to be extremely, extremely talented when it comes to the college level. As I mentioned earlier, with the addition of Calkins and Muir, the Iowa women's wrestling team now consists of 10 extremely talented recruits, including Kylie Welker, who is a number, the number one ranked pound for pound wrestler, high school wrestler in the nation, men's or women's, which is absolutely insane to be, to be ranked as number one pound for pound, get like granted, it's still insane. She, she's out here. She's consistently beating guys who are just as good, you know, at, at this weight class, she is, she is a little bit lighter, but number one ranked in the nation, pound for pound, extremely, extremely talented wrestler, Ella Schmidt, a three-time Iowa state champ and junior all American, very good at the women's side of like women's only side of wrestling. She can, she can wrestle with the best of the men as well. Reese Laramendi is probably has the least amount of accolades on her resume, but still is a top 20 overall recruit um, in the nation right now. Nyla Valencia is a California state champ. Emily and Brianna Gonzalez, the twins from California, two extremely talented lightweights. Nania Australia, an NAIA national finalist who is transferring from Menlo College out of California. And Ava Bayless, who we talked about a couple of days ago, is a two-time national prep champion as well. You might have noticed a lot of these wrestlers that Iowa has been picking up for the women, uh, women's wrestling team have been out of California. California typically has extremely, extremely good high school wrestling programs, along with a lot of the Midwest states. If you go look at Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, Pennsylvania, Nebraska, all the way up into New York, these are states that consistently put out extremely talented high school wrestlers and have extremely talented college wrestling programs. And Michigan as well. If you look at the Michigan wrestling program, they just did extremely well at the NCAA championships as well as Penn State, Iowa in third behind those two. So these are all all states all the way from California to New York to Missouri to Michigan to wherever all have extremely good wrestling programs. So I'm extremely excited to see what these females are going to be able to do when it comes 
when their time comes to step out onto the mat for Iowa's first ever women's wrestling team. All of these wrestlers must be extremely proud. They're going to be making history as Iowa's first women's wrestling team. Extremely, extremely excited to see that happen. The second thing that I want to talk about today is Cooper DeJean. You may know him. He is a sophomore at Iowa on the football team. He is extremely talented, but where exactly is he going to play? There's a lot of speculation on you know where he's going to be at um, on the defensive side of the ball for Iowa. Before we get into that, I want to talk about Athletic Greens. Our partner has a product that I literally use every single day. Every single time in the morning when I wake up, I drink my AG1 because you know recently I had some problems with my gut health and I wanted to get back into the gym. I wanted to get back in the weight room. I wanted to you know get my physical health back on track. So what exactly is this stuff? With one scoop of delicious AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right or finish your day right if you want to take in the evening. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all of these things and more. So why, you know, why exactly should you take AG1? It's going, as I said, it's going to help you with your gut health. It's going to help you with your immune system, your energy, aging, all that sort of thing. It's extremely, extremely beneficial to have in your diet. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, it's completely safe for all of those dietary plans. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, no flavors, no colors, no additives, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness, and it's the one thing with all of the best things. Athletic Greens use the best of the best products based on the latest science and, cons- and constant product iterations and third-party testing. When it comes to price, it's extremely cheap. Costs you less than $3 a day, which I know there's several of you out there that go to Starbucks every morning, get you a venti cold brew, venti latte, whatever it is. Comes out to like five, six bucks, depending on what you get. Athletic Greens, three bucks a day in the morning, half the price of your morning coffee. It's cheaper than getting all of these different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. As far as how good it is, according to other people, except for me, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by several professional athletes, including Mike Tyson. Just learned that the other day. Mike Tyson does use Athletic Greens. He uses it on a daily basis, and obviously you know Mike Tyson. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and aim your arm, excuse me, your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. That five, six bottles of, you know, vitamins and minerals that you have sitting on your bathroom counter, throw them out. You don't need them anymore. Pick up Athletic Greens today. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase on their website, athleticgreens.com. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, so now Cooper DeGene. Cooper DeJean, Cooper DeGene. I'm going to say Cooper DeGene. That's how it's spelled. That's how it looks. 
extremely talented, as I mentioned. Originally, when DeGene was recruited by the University of Iowa, he was extremely talented. He was an extremely talented high school quarterback in the class of 2021, but had every intention of playing safety at the college level. About halfway through the season, though, he was moved to cornerback and then was put on special teams and also played for the Hawkeyes scout team as a wide receiver. Granted, that is an awful lot for a true freshman to try to focus on, but having an extremely large skill set has set him up comfortably for st- for early starting time in his college career. Currently on the depth chart, DeGene is listed as the number two cornerback, obviously behind Riley Moss. But in an interview this past Tuesday, he mentioned that he has been mainly working at Iowa at the safety and Iowa's hybrid linebacker defensive back position known as the cash position. During that interview, Dijon, Dijon, excuse me, said, quote, it's been a learning process. I'm still trying to get it all down. Cash is a lot different. I haven't played linebacker in a long time, and that's kind of where that position's at. So it's definitely a change, but I've learned a lot. As you might remember, when Jermani Harris went down with an injury in this past season, Citrus Bowl versus Kentucky, DeGene stepped in and was able to get his first look at live snaps as a true freshman for the Hawkeyes defense. DeGene also said during that same interview, quote, I got to work on just trying to figure out what the offense is trying to do to me. I only got a couple of plays at corner at the end of the bowl game, but I think it helped a lot just to show the speed that these athletes play at on the perimeter, which is absolutely true. You see it on TV, but these guys are way faster than they look on TV. You see guys with visible, there's a difference between visible speed and physical speed. Physical, physical, <laughs> visible speed is the is the speed that you see on the TV when, you know, the cameraman is following. Physical speed is what people see when they're actually at the games, standing on the sidelines or on the field during play. These guys are obviously extremely fast at the D1 level, especially Kentucky's wideouts. DeGene also mentioned that he credits his development as a defensive player to his ability to get some special teams playing time last season for the Hawkeyes as well. LeVar Woods, Iowa's special team coach, had DeGene playing gunner last season, most notably starting at Wisconsin when he also had a kick return for 20 yards. And I, I've done a little bit of kick returning in high school. Only did it a couple of times. I had maybe one. I'm not here to brag. I had one that was maybe like 36 yards, which I was on top of the world after that. I I thought I was king of the world. I was the greatest dude to ever play football ever. Um, Obviously, that's not true. Um, Anyway, it's extremely hard. Kick returning, punt returning, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. You've got 10 guys, not including, you know, the kicker or the punter all coming at you at the same time. You roll out to the right to go catch a pass. You're going to get lit up by that left side gunner. Same same thing goes for the opposite way. You roll out to the left to catch that punter kick. You're going to get lit up by that right side punter. You have to have your eyes on, you have to use your two eyes to have all, all, you know, focused on all of these 10 guys that are running at you as well as the ball. So you've got 11 different things that you've got to focus on. Granted, if the kicker or punter doesn't decide to run down the field with the rest of the team. While Dijon continues to Dijon, excuse me, continues to work at both the gunner and kick return positions on special teams, he's also inserted himself in the field goal holding position on special teams as well, which is something that he did back in high school. Usually that position in high school and at the NFL level is reserved for whoever the backup quarterback is. Sometimes it's different at the high school level because a lot of teams, especially um, in eight-man, which is what I played in high school, 
um, tend to, you know, run these fake field goals or fake extra points. Um, so typically though, it is the backup quarterback's job to, you know, hold those field goals. If DeGene does continue to be a field goal holder into the upcoming season for the Hawkeyes, it could open up the opportunity for fake field goals. If the stars align and the opportunity arises, it's not something that you see a whole lot. Um, it's not even a game to game thing, really. It's, it just kind of depends on whether or not the team has the, has the skill and has the personnel to be able to do that sort of thing. Um, I think if Cooper DeGene does continue to hold those field goals, then Iowa might be able to incorporate something like that into their offense slash special teams. Uh, but like I said, it's not even a game to game thing that happens. It's sort of once in a blue moon when the stars align and when pigs fly that, you know, these fake field goals happen. You know, if it's say it's fourth down, you're on the 15 yard line, you've got 10 seconds left in the game and you're down by five points might be a fake field goal. Most of the time people, people slash teams are just going to go for it on fourth down in that situation. But it is something that could happen. And I would love to see DeGene, you know, get the opportunity to do that in the upcoming season. Woods also discussed the possibility of continuing to have DeGene hold the ball for field goals, saying, quote, it starts with holding the ball and putting it through the uprights. Obviously, that is the main fundamentals to it. Uh, it certainly adds another dimension. Cooper is an, an exceptional athlete. We all saw him in high school with the ball in his hands at QB. He has a unique ability with the ball in his hands, and I think that's a part of the position. Um, I don't think that we will see DeGene return to uh, the offensive side of the ball um, as a Hawkeye just because he, I think he's a little bit better suited at the defensive side or the defensive position, whatever that position may be, whether it's cash or or cornerback. I don't think he will be moved to mainly a linebacker spot just because he's a little bit small to be a linebacker. Um, but I would love to see him at that cash spot. It's really going to depend um, when Xavier and Wonka gets to Iowa, what they have him at. And I think it's really going to be a battle between those two to see who, uh, who gets the starting spot in whatever position it is right now. He is listed as the second defensive back, as I mentioned earlier on Iowa's roster behind Riley Moss. Um, so it just kind of depends. I'd like to see him at defensive back and obviously at that gunner position on the, excuse me, on special teams. So it's, it just kind of depends on, you know, where Iowa decides to put him. Uh, but I think that regardless of wherever they put him, he's going to be extremely, extremely talented in those positions. So we'll just have to wait and see, uh, for the upcoming season, what Iowa decides to do. The last thing I want to talk about today, Michael Kilbane sounds intimidating and that's because he is uh before we get into today's story of the day maybe I should get that trademarked I don't think they would let me but maybe I should try uh once again I want to talk about bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info find all of the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season BetOnline is your continued all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Again, just a disclaimer, you must be 21 years of age or older to use BetOnline as it is a live sports wagering application. I only say this once again because I am only 18 years of age and I'm sure that there are some of you out there listening to this podcast 
that are also under the age of 21. So before you go check out betonline.net, make sure you are 21 years of age or older to be able to get in on all of that live sports betting information. Once again, BetOnline, where the game starts. So Michael Kilbane, as I mentioned, he has a very intimidating name and that fits with who he is as a person and as a football player. Michael Kilbane, I was astonished when I read this article because this kid is an absolute freak of nature. It's like he was created in a lab. It's oh, just let let me get through this and you'll understand. Michael Kilbane is a six foot four, 240 pound, four star, 2023 defensive end outside linebacker recruit out of St. Edward High School in Lakewood, Ohio. And since the start of 2022, the sophomore has received an astounding 19 scholarship offers. That's since the first of the year. It's I'm recording this on April 13th, but you'll be listening to it on April 14th. It's, it's April 13th, and in four months, he's received 19 scholarship offers, offers to play at the next level of college football, which, by the way, brings his total total number of offers to 26 since he started receiving offers. This past Tuesday, Iowa became the most recent D1 college program to offer Kilbane a football scholarship. Kilbane said in an interview about Iowa's scholarship offer, quote, Iowa has been recruiting me for roughly a month now. This offer was a little bit of a surprise because I haven't made it to the campus as of yet, and I know that they are very strict with recruitment, which is extremely true, especially with football. They are extremely selective um, with wrestling as well as football. Um, football especially. Earlier this month, Kilbane visited Northwestern along with Cincinnati and those programs along with this list, Duke, Indiana, Iowa State, Penn State, Purdue, Rutgers, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia are just some of the current 26 offers he has to play at the next level. Sort of a shorter story today, uh, story of the day today, but the last thing that I want to say about Kilbane is whether it's Iowa, whether it's Purdue, Penn State, Rutgers, Virginia Tech, all those schools that I just mentioned, whoever it is, hopefully it is Iowa. I'd love to see this kid on Iowa's defense come 2023. Whoever it is, somebody better pick him up soon before Ohio State finds out who this kid is. Okay? Six foot four, 240 pounds. He's 17 years old. 17 years old, six foot four, 240 pounds. This kid's a freaking nature. Are you kidding me? He's going to be even scarier once 2023 rolls around because he's probably going to have 20 more pounds of muscle. He might be an inch and a half taller. Who cares? This kid is absolutely insane, and I was only able to find a little bit of information on his high school numbers, so I won't read them off here. But once again, at a St. Edward High School in Lakewood, Ohio, somebody needs to lock this kid down before Ohio State gets his hands on him because he's already scary. I think that at 17 years old, he already could be an extremely, extremely heavy force on whatever defense he ends up on, uh, even if he went to college right now. But he's still got a year before he's going to be at any college playing football, uh, once again, as a 2023 recruit. But seriously, the... Big the Big Ten is going to be in some serious trouble if Ohio State gets this gets their hands on this kid. Now Ohio State has not offered him a scholarship yet, which is interesting to me considering he is from Ohio and he is a four-star athlete. But you know they kind of do their own their own thing over there in Ohio. So 
seriously though, somebody, hopefully it's Iowa, but somebody needs to pick this kid up before Ohio state gets their hands on him. It's, it's abs- It's scary to me. It's scary what this kid is going to be able to do, especially with the last name Kilbane. This kid's a monster. Can't wait to see what he's going to be able to do at the college level, regardless of whether it is at Iowa or not. We'll just have to wait and see who he commits to. It may be a while before he commits, but you know I will have the information for you as soon as he does commit to a school. If it's not Iowa, I will mention it. If it is Iowa, I'll talk about the offer a little bit further in depth. So that is going to be it for the show today. Make sure you go follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Rye Hill, W-R-I-H-I-L. Go follow me there. I need more followers. Please go follow me. Go check out my pages. They're great. I run them both. Oh, check out the Locked on Hawkeyes pages on Twitter and Instagram as well. I also run both of those pages at Locked on Iowa. If you have any questions about today's episode, about previous episodes, if you have any personal questions for me, want to get to know me better, you're welcome to DM me on Locked on Iowa's Instagram or on Twitter. Disclaimer, if you do DM me on my personal Twitter or on my personal Instagram, I probably will not answer you because I do not know who you are. So if you would like to talk to me, DM me on Locked on Iowa's Twitter or on their Instagram and make sure you are staying up to date with the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast, whether it is on Spotify or on Apple or on YouTube, whatever it is, make sure you are staying up to date with that. With that being said, that is it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you all tomorrow.